0: Hey, welcome back listeners, welcome new listeners All you him-yipsters out there This is Steve and... Jen We are Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast This is episode, season 1, episode 21, Milk And, uh, only two more, this episode, one more episode And then we're in the glorious season 2 Although I gotta say, I looked at my ranking for the first episode of season 2 It wasn't that great Nevertheless, it is the beginning of a fantastic upcoming run of really good TV, and we're now finishing off a very <laughs> poor season-ending episodes, in my opinion. What did you think?
1: I actually enjoyed this one. I liked it a lot more than I liked last week's best prom ever.
0: Okay. I actually have this ranked 183, which is ranked...
1: Ooh, that's really bad.
0: Yeah, what was best prom ever. It was best prom ever was 147. Oh no. That's wrong. <laughs> and this is ranked only one worse than the formerly worst episode. Nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m.
1: I completely disagree with your whole ranking situation now.
0: Well, given that my rankings are official and you don't even have <laughs> rankings, I think I know and you don't.
1: No, I can just say yours are wrong
0: you could but then you'd be wrong 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 you're wrong
1: you're the one making any mistake. anyways no I liked this one um, there was a few things in it that I didn't realize had occurred in season one like you know Barney's little pickup gambit and Ted and Marsh or, um, Marshall and Barney's you know prank war with the other guy in the office were things that yeah I Remember fondly, but didn't realize we're season one.
0: I didn't like the pickup piece. I thought that was not much payoff for a lot of buildup. It was Ted's birthday. I did like the prank war. And like you, I thought that was from much later seasons.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe because we assume once they do start working together.
0: I feel because much later on, they go through this thing where Marshall leaves The same company that Barney's in, I think at that point they're the national, they're uh,
1: Goliath National Bank. Yeah,
0: Goliath National Bank. And Barney's real upset because he was going to prank Marshall with an exploding uh, meatball Meatball sandwich. (laughs) And so I, I thought that this series of pranks against somebody across the street from them was in that same season where they're working at Goliath, not in this season where they're working at, you know, whatever this company's called. I can't remember anymore. Barney Corp. No, well, they actually do give us a name, but I can't remember.
1: Um, yeah, you're right.
0: I do have a fun fact, but it's I, it's best delivered in the middle, or there's an incident in the the beginning of this episode where it's it's a better delivered fun fact. So, okay. Did you have anything to talk about before we get into it?
1: No, I like to save my fun facts for the end or the middle.
0: Okay, when it intersects with something that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's how mine is. All right. And I, don't, I still don't know what next week's episodes ranked because I need to rewatch it and actually give it some a point value and, and rank it. but I, I remember it very unfondly the whole TED trying to do the rain dance.: Yeah, I remember really it was an unenjoyable yeah. storyline.
1: I don't think that one's going
0: to be that great. so: OK. well let's get through this one, Let's get through the next one, and then we'll celebrate.:
1: This one's not that bad.
0: We start off with the narrator. Kids, life is a dark road. You never know what's up ahead. We don't, I don't think we even see the kids no. in this opening. Mm-hmm. I think, have we, I'm not sure if that's happened before.
1: I don't remember seeing the kids in a while,
0: actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. just haven't noticed. We're at, we start at McLaren's. The gang's all got you know kid-style birthday <laughs> caps on. They're yeah, like Ted's. They actually do this quite a bit in the show, is having those hats on. Do they? Well, I know later when during, I think it's Lily's birthday party where yeah, Marshall's doing awesome. it, Look, I'm a bird! And he's putting it on his <laughs> right. mouth. It's Ted's 28th birthday party. And I think here we get our first shot of Wendy the waitress. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I think it's the first shot. And my fun fact is she's actually in the movie Birds of Prey.
1: Oh, is she?
0: I think she had, she's like one of the character's moms, which makes me think it's like a flashback to when one of the main characters is a kid.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And there's a scene with a mom, and she's the mom. So I don't think it's a very big part. But I don't think I've seen her in anything since How I Met Your Mother. I haven't looked at her IMDb to see if there is something to of note. But this was nice. She's in this. Birds of Prey. We haven't seen it. No, nope. not yet. We did just see Knives Out. That was pretty good.
1: Yeah, enjoyable.
0: Okay. We got Wendy, Wendy the waitress delivering a plate of food to... Ted and says the plate is very hot. and Lasagna. And then, oh, was Which it lasagna? weird bar food. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, they don't usually have lasagna. A place like McLaren's, you know, it's theoretically an Irish pub. Right. And and lasagna's not very Irishy. yi I wouldn't think. Not very Celtic. And then Ted gives Lily permission to touch the plate. I think you can all... <laughs> We can all relate to this. You want, when as soon as they say it's hot, you want to see how hot by touching it. it. I think I just did that when we went to Friday's the other night. <laughs>
1: it's not that hot.
0: <laughs> Barney starts talking about a mystery birthday present for Ted, and they start building it up as the greatest pickup line ever.
1: Yeah, Marshall's already down on this. He thinks he's they're all going to get banned from the bar.
0: We get a, a little glimpse ahead at, his, at Ted's 30th birthday party where there's a goat. So it's interesting that they kind of had that planned out. of that's got to be two seasons from now, at least.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Two seasons because
0: if it's twenty eighth versus yeah, yeah the thirtieth,
1: but then it's actually like his thirty first birthday. We find out
0: so right three seasons. That's from now. that's a weird beat that they get to a head that he gets confused about <laughs> which me. story goes with which as he's telling his kids and he has to backtrack and be like oh wait no that doesn't go in that story right I mean it's true to life maybe but it's still a, a sort I mean, of a,
1: how old's Ted when he the no story there's no payoff to that um, is it 2020 is it like now
0: <laughs> I want to say it's in the 2030s 2030 okay so
1: yeah I mean I can see getting mixed up
0: oh I have the wrong notebook of notes so I won't say it in this but right. I think I probably wrote it down All right, well, let's talk about Barney's pickup here. Okay. So he he sees an attractive girl. He rushes up to her and starts pretending like she's having some sort of medical emergency. And he's really, she's confused. He's really talking it through. You know, like she's had a big fall and, are you okay? Have some water. Sit down. Someone called an ambulance. Mm -hmm. Um, He's somewhat convincing in this. Yeah. I'm not sure why. You know, theoretically, the the woman should have been like, "I'm fine, leave me alone, get away from me, creep," and walk out. But because she seems like she's maybe on her way out. But at any rate, um, this she all leads seems to, confused. Yeah, <laughs> she's confused, but she's not. She's not really buying it, but she does sit down. Right. I don't think Wendy the waitress is in on this because she looks sort of urgent in her.
1: No, she She's in on it. Oh, is she? Yeah, because at the end he, you know, kind of like introduces her. Oh,
0: okay. You're right. Then we get the paramedics rushing in. because anyway,
1: otherwise he, she would have probably called the real paramedics.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. The paramedics rush in, they show up, and then he delivers the line, of, you know, why he thinks she's had a great fall, because she's an angel who's fallen from heaven, and then starts chanting, give, give, him, your your number. Number. give, give him, him your number. Give him your number. Like the first three times it's just him, and then right. the whole bar joins in, and she seems happy to do it went through all this trouble by the way those paramedics do you know who they were i do okay they're uh why don't you say it
1: carter bays and craig thomas co-creators of how i met your mother
0: yeah i never knew that until i just looked that up yeah me either
1: (laughs) no it's a fun 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 fact
0: so they're talking about back at the table about how it worked some of them are surprised (laughs) robin has a pretty decent line saying maybe she really does have a brain injury (laughs) right (laughs)
1: And they kinda in the middle of all this it kind of flashes back to the table and Lily's kinda rude to Ted, like yeah, I don't think she's intentionally trying to be, but it's like, Oh, you know, you're twenty eight and you're still single. Like, come on, Lily, that's not cool.
0: Well, no, she's asking him, is he freaking out? Are you freaking out? I mean you're twenty eight, you're still single. I I get what you're you're saying. (laughs) I get what you're saying, but I, I feel it was more like, you know, why aren't you being more Ted about this?
1: Yeah, I guess that's
0: true. I think yeah, that was she, her, where she was coming from.
1: She does ask about his TEDological clock, which, yeah, it's not bad.
0: And Ted says he's not going to settle down now until he meets the perfect girl. And yeah,
1: No settling. He's picky. She has to be perfect. Pretends he doesn't have a list, and then recites that'd, the
0: list. That would be like me saying I don't have a list. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he says, you know, attractive, college educated, wants two kids, one boy, one girl. Who really cares which (laughs) version of that they want? There are people that care about that. I guess maybe if you have trouble conceiving and you're going to adopt, that would make it easier to agree on... That's true. ...which gender you're going to adopt.
1: Yeah, other than that, yeah. That's how you end up with people that cry when they find out they're having a boy or something.
0: I wonder if there's going to be a future date where people are like, I want two gender-fluid children.
1: Probably. (laughs)
0: Wants dogs, loves Otis Redding, does the crossword, enjoys sports, but not so much that her legs are more muscular than his, plays bass guitar. So apparently all of these describe his eventual wife, Tracy. But he's not going to go looking for her. He'll just let fate take over. Okay, we're at the apartment, and Ted is just getting up. Lily's cooked a a couple plates of pancakes. I know,
1: you skipped over the, the computer computer is working in the background.
0: Oh right, yeah. So
1: fate is taking over and that's just, true. You know, flashes up a bunch of pictures and then flashes Ted and match. So Fate is working now in the background of all of this.
0: Yeah, and it's a reference back to what was that the matchmaker. Love Solutions. And the Love Solutions company and it is we'll we'll get more to that. I forgot that they put that part in, but I'm Yeah, so they, it's just
1: like a little flash before we get to
0: A break, a commercial break. We're at the apartment talking about the pancakes, and there's a gag where Ted wants to wake Marshall up with the smell of pancakes. Eh. They do kind of a lot of these of breakfast smells in the morning waking people up. Or when they're mad at each other only cooking themselves breakfast and not everyone (laughs) breakfast.
1: Pancake and bacon strip.
0: (laughs) Marshall. We get a lot
1: of well, I was gonna say yeah. We get a lot of Marshall being really you know lovey dovey. Oh, you're the best girl ever. I guess to kind of contrast Lily's cold feet.
0: And yeah, good Marshall's talking about how screw these pancakes. I should cover you in syrup and gobble you up. And Ooh, we okay. gotta skip that. <laughs> please, please don't do that. From Ted, that's the only reason I bring it up. Right? A, Please don't. Yeah. Although the sound seems very cut in from off screen, like I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they weren't using what he said in the room at the time. Like they added it in later.
1: Maybe.
0: That's what it sounded like. Ted is in the kitchen. He's drinking and then spits out spoiled milk, the titular milk of the episode. Yep. And I, this is this is a good bit where. You know, Marshall's like, yeah, that totally got me yesterday. He says, why didn't you throw it out? Throw it away? As Marshall he's putting says, it back in yeah. the fridge. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. And Marshall goes into hell. Pancakes are the high point of his day. He's apparently not enjoying his job.
1: Yeah, we don't really see why, because later in the episode he talks about how he's having so much fun.
0: Good point. That's your second good point.
1: Thank you. I'm on a roll. Of the night.
0: Yeah, you think they're going to go into a montage or maybe bring back Wilson And and what have you. Yeah, we don't
1: really know why
0: he's not
1: enjoying it, but we jump kind of right into Barney's latest gambit.
0: Yeah. Barney's looking out the window with binoculars and then invites Marshall to join him in doing so. Somehow he has two binoculars. And they're not just binoculars. They're like giant binoculars, like if you're (laughs) trying to see space. But, and at first I'm thinking, why would he have two binoculars? But obviously because he's trying to drag Marshall oh, yeah, into this. of course. <laughs> and we meet Clark Butterfield, who's eating a hoagie across in another building. And there's something that Barney did to the sandwich. Barney took a picture of it and sends it via email. He also shared it with Marshall, which gave Marshall a sort of gag reflex. So we don't – what do you think he did? I don't want to think about what he did. Oh, come on.
1: No, everything I think of is really gross. And
0: Can we assume bathroom or he's licking it? No, licking it wouldn't make Marshall. There's peeing on it or putting his privates in it.
1: Yeah, something like that. Even worse things. I don't.
0: Know. It's got to like I'm thinking something with privates, but I'm not sure that would make Marshall cringe the way he does. I think it's almost like he's got to be putting.
1: Putting his own special sauce into it.
0: Spitting it now. It's got to be something really bad, because anything basic like we've been mentioning, I don't think would make Marshall...
1: I think any of that would (laughs) make Marshall react negatively.
0: It all sounds disgusting. Not if he's not the one eating it. But the recoil makes me think it's something just disgusting to even look at. So, yeah, this is a tough one.
1: But it's also something that I really want to you know. don't know until you get a picture of it. It's not obvious by taking a couple bites of it.
0: I think he, it's maybe rubbing it on his butt or something. Maybe. But Okay, Tyler. <laughs> All right. I recognize the actor playing Clark Butterfield. I didn't look up his name, but he's in that movie. This is the second time we're referencing she's out of his league or she's out of my league. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? He plays, like, his, the guy's best friend, who's married. And Barney says that this is a guy he has a rivalry, rivalry with. This rivalry, rivalry I, have, I have trouble with that word. Rivalry. Yes, I know how to say it. I'm just having <laughs> trouble right now. I'm hoping. This rivalry goes back so far, who knows who fired the first shot. <laughs> Marshall, was it you? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and Barney wants Marshall to join him in this mischief.
1: He wants Marshall to be his executive mischief consultant, not to actually, like, do work.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And we find out that Clark has a pattern of retaliating within four hours, so Barney needs Marshall to be available.
0: Oh, I missed that. We're at the apartment. Ted gets a call from Love Solutions. And this is six months later, apparently, after the matchmaker. They found his soulmate. The guy calling him is the character's name is Bob Rorschach. Should we look in should we look deeply into the use of the name Rorschach?
1: I feel like it's gotta mean something.
0: It's either a reference to the character from Watchmen. Right, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> or a reference to the Rorschach test.
1: So apparently the guy that created the Rorschach test is super hot. I just saw like a random thing on Facebook that showed a picture of
0: him. <laughs> I think okay. He was
1: probably from like I don't know what, like the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, but
0: he didn't look. He, vague- was he didn't, didn't look vaguely like a butterfly. He or- did not. <laughs> so, in any way, could we link this? Like the way Ted views this call is really describing something about his personality. Yes, I think that's very simple because that could be <laughs> that could be anything, right? But
1: or maybe it's just a funny last name.
0: Yeah, that was the last name of one of the characters in. Uh, welcome Back, Cotter, Rorschach. Oh, really? And I don't think his name had any special meaning to Rorschach. Uh, the actor playing Rorschach, Bob Rorschach, is Eric Allen Kramer. And I recognize him from a lot of things. He's one of that guy actors. Okay. But he was actually with Lily, or with Allison Hannigan in American Wedding. Oh. He was the big gay bear. They called uh, him Bear. yeah. And he has the dance-off right. against, uh, what's his name?
1: Sean William Scott.
0: Yeah, what's the character's name though? Stiffler. Stiffler. Thank you. <sighs> Stiffler. I just got that. Um, <laughs> which is kind of the highlight of that movie is the dance off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He was in True Romance, and a lot of people don't realize that he was in Seinfeld in the episode where Kramer is moving from New York to L.A. And he sort of taking different modes of transportation to get there. At one point, he's on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And the guy's talking about how he you know, took a big <laughs> fall and was in a coma and fought his way back. We never see the guy's face because he has a helmet on, but that's the same actor. He always kind of plays like an imposing figure in shows and movies and such. Hmm. Just because of his, his build. Yeah. Okay, we're at Love Solutions and bob tells us his corporation bought out love solutions before they were a meats and textiles conglomerate which seems like a strange <laughs> combination but i think they kind of just say that so that it explains why this sort of h- hulky looking guy is doing a love service and right. you know the the mismatch between the look of this guy and the service he's delivering yeah it's really weird why wouldn't they just bring back
1: carmen mannam for you know <laughs> This extra scene.
0: Yeah, they were going for this joke. Maybe they couldn't get her. Maybe they yeah. couldn't pay for her.
1: Maybe.
0: She was probably more expensive back then than Eric Allen Kramer was. This was before American Wedding, I believe. Yeah. And Ted says the last... That's a weird line where he says, the last time I did this, a girl, the girl turned out to be engaged. That's, that's not how it was. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really a mischaracterization of what occurred in that in the matchmaker.
1: But also, the guy wants five hundred dollars. But didn't I already pay for this?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't reference that that they're doing it for free now. I mean, he could have just figured, well, since they bought this, they're not going to honor that agreement. But
1: maybe. But still, five hundred dollars seems like a lot for. Him. Here's one person.
0: The guy gets Ted to read the file, and she's perfect. We're at the office, Barney and Marshall's office. And Barney asked Marshall to taste this coffee. I think they gave me decaf. Now, I've been drinking coffee for a a long time, and I don't drink a lot of decaf, but I don't think you can tell by (laughs) tasting it the difference between caffeinated and decaf. I wouldn't imagine. But Marshall drinks it nonetheless. Also, you know, he's kind of drinking out of the same little mouth space as Barney would have been drinking out of, so Mm -hmm. that in itself is not a popular thing, even amongst guy friends. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Barney shows Marshall the email from Butterfield of what he had done to <laughs> the coffee mug or something in the coffee. Now, the coffee doesn't taste strange, so I've got to assume that he did something to the lid.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, how many things can you really do in this vein if this feud has been going on back and forth back and forth like eventually you run out of stuff
0: I don't know it is Barney he is extraordinarily creative I don't know much about Butterfield except for that his last name makes me a little hungry you're better than that it does (laughs) makes me think of like butter cookies
1: Mm, okay makes me think of pancakes
0: see Miss Snark (laughs) So, (laughs) Barney does this to get Marshall involved, and Marshall just goes along with it. You know, he points out the obvious, I should be mad at you, not him, but you've, you've sucked me in. We're at McLaren's. Ted's waiting for his date, and he gets a call from Lily. Okay, now we get into some sticky, dark areas here, because I find Lily completely intolerable.
1: Yeah, it's not great. But, you know, it's a lily that started last week where, you know, she's doubting. Well,
0: whether. there's so many things wrong that are about to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot.
0: All right. She's stuck with a flat tire. She wants Ted to take a cab out to help change the tire. And...
1: We don't she, really find out how far away is Dutchess County. We know it's a $90 cab ride, but...
0: Yeah, we got to figure maybe about maybe about half an hour. Okay, that's not terrible. I don't know how much cabs are out in New York at that time, um, but, you know, somewhere between 30 to 45 minutes, I would think. And she's she kind of convinces him by convi- telling him that, you know, her situation is like a campfire story and a drifter could come get her, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. Ted cool. agrees. Now, so my first problem is, you know what? Call AAA. Call. Right. <laughs> I'll help you find someone to come tow you or fix the tire. Um, no uh, that's unacceptable that she's asked someone to take a cab ride out for ninety dollars to help change her tire, especially with what's going on with her okay, but we 'll get back to that we're on we meet Lily and Ted on the road now he you know gets out of the cab and she makes him promise that he swears on his you know future children that he'll never tell Marshall about this, and so he swears on Luke and Leah now we know that Luke Leah? sticks. Leia, Luke and Leia. We know that Luke sticks. Leia mm-hmm. is not the other one. She so she obviously gave him one out of two. <laughs> right. When they had the kids, Lily said that you know kind of flashback that she hasn't been able to sleep lately, so she's been doing other things at night besides sleeping. And Marshall, of course, is sleeping like a rock. So back to your point that right. they're having completely different reactions leading up to the or emotions leading up to the the wedding. Right. She even mentions playing a video game game called super Bomberman.
1: yeah i've never heard of it
0: they couldn't find or get the rights to name a real game
1: no that's a real game i looked it up are you kidding me yeah it's a real game it was on super nintendo okay yeah that's why i thought i was like this is a made-up game right (laughs) no but it's a real game
0: uh strange that they wouldn't pick one that people heard of like super mario kart or something like that
1: yeah it's a weird must be yeah somebody's favorite that in the writer's room
0: and so her story is that she was inspired by Victoria and has applied for an art fellowship out of San Francisco, and unfortunately the dates would conflict with the wedding. And she says that she just wants to see if she can get this, not that she would take it if she did. And right. Ted points out that you know she. Well, she you got to back up a little bit. Okay, you said ahead.
1: that yeah, the interview is tonight. That's where she's driving to. It's in right. New Haven. Connecticut, Sorry. so that's why, you know, she's out of town driving out this way and couldn't tell Marshall where she
0: was. Right. And Ted points out that, you know, you live in New York City. There's plenty right. of art to be done in New York City, and yet you show something three thousand miles away. I mean, this is very telling. And Lily actually, you know, for as irritated as I am with this character choice, she plays this scene really well. Like, I think she shows really good emotion in this scene. It's very viable.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can tell she's conflicted because she does go back and forth several times with, you know, I just wanted to know, but now, you know, now I know this was a mistake. Yeah, you know, the the flat tire was a sign. I'm just supposed to go back and be with Marshall. Everything's fine. And then there's a cute little cut to of, like, Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm freaking out. Why isn't Marshall
0: freaking out? Or doing, you know, weird things. <laughs> yeah, and then we go to him and Barney at the office now. I've never... I think you really it it is really problematic if you're having doubts leading into a wedding because weddings and like the honeymoon and it's all very exciting stuff i know it's stressful but everyone i know is like really excited about their wedding i've rarely bumped into somebody or maybe it's they've kept it internal but it's i think it's unusual to bump into somebody that you know is having doubts and rather than being excited about a wedding
1: right yeah it's not great and I can you know, I can almost see the logic behind her argument a little bit. And funny if
0: you're like, Oh no, I totally had to." <laughs> no.
1: Definitely not. Um but just yeah, I can see it, you know, she's she broke up with Scooter to go to college and have all these experiences. She met Marshall literally the first day she was there. They've been together ever since. Presumably they're the same age as Ted, so they've been together ten years. You know, you probably should have thought about some of this stuff you know before being with somebody for ten years and agreeing to marry them but i could I can see the logic behind having some questioning and being like ah, did I do everything I should have done
0: oh i think it's i think that's very reasonable i I don't disagree with you there i just and <laughs> I can completely understand. Not being able to bring it up with Marshall because, right. like as George Costanza says, <laughs> when he's trying to get out of his wedding with Susan, I'd rather actually go through with it and have to spend the rest of my life with her than go through that scene, <laughs> that breakup scene. So it's it is relatable and it's it's a recurring theme in you know TV and other things. Yeah,
1: but you know, I can almost see the logic of okay, I wanted to be an artist. You know I'm. That didn't quite happen, but let me see. Like, am I good enough? Could I she's have not. done this? I mean, apparently she is. She
0: couldn't. <laughs> well, she basically gets invited to leave the class. <laughs> but at this point, I can't teach you anything. <laughs> but this is your best work, right?
1: But she's you know good enough to get into
0: it. Um, yeah, I'm shocked. I don't know what happened there. Yeah,
1: but you know, I can see it, that logic of like, okay, yeah, you know, just that self fulfillment of like, okay, I'm I am good enough. I'm gonna choose to go in this other direction and like Ted points out, like, yeah, you can find a fellowship in New York City. You live in New York City. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily one or the other.
0: How does she even afford this? Like I know she probably got if it's a fellowship
1: Yeah it's
0: a good question. The the classes were probably paid for, but did they pay for her to move and live out there? I guess yeah that's a possibility.
1: Probably I don't really know. San Francisco's so
0: expensive.
1: I mean yeah maybe it's like a dorm-type setting, too, or something. I'm not,
0: yeah, I don't really know what fellowships are. So, yeah, as you had mentioned, she's wondering why Marshall isn't doing anything crazy, and they cut to him and Barney at the office. But th- this is sort of a not a true lead-in because... No,
1: it's Mar- just like a real quick flash. And- yeah, Marshall's
0: <laughs> not doing this because he's nervous about the wedding.
1: No, not at all. It's just, yeah, a cute little cutaway Marshall's doing something crazy.
0: (laughs) For, you know, for a Barney chart, this chart's not very involved. It says, (laughs) the chart says Plan C, so I guess there was other versions of this plan that we don't get to see, and this was the third cut. That's funny. And it includes a box full of mice. A box and a hundred mice. Which, it doesn't, I mean, compared to, like, sneaking something disgusting into something somebody's already eaten or drinking from, this is pretty uncreative. I think this lacks much art <laughs> to pranking. Well,
1: like I said, the, he's running out of bodily fluids and body parts to put into these sandwiches and coffee, I guess.
0: I feel bad. What are they going to do with all the mice after he opens the box?
1: I don't know. Probably take them to the laboratory.
0: <laughs> Not the laboratory. <laughs> They'll an awful experiment. They'll experiment on them. Why can't he just bash them with a baseball bat?
1: Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Cock-a-Mouse. No, actually, I guess Cockamouse is still alive.
0: I don't know. Hit that window pretty hard. That's true. All right. We're on the road. Back on the road. Lily still wants to go to New Haven. And she gives a long speech about how she's basically taking no risks in life. And ultimately just ditches Ted. Ted. Yep. So leaves him out there on the road by himself.
1: Uses the word mistake like 20 times. Ted gets
0: confused and she just takes off. Ted calls Barney to get him. He says, Hey, I need a favor. Anything, bro. Uh, can you come get me out in wherever that was? Kings County? Dutchess, County. Dutchess County. No. <laughs> and he puts Marshall on the phone, and that prompts Ted to just kind of retreat and get back off the phone so Marshall doesn't know what's going on with him. Right. And they think one of the mice looks like Butterfield.
1: And here's where we get you know, Marshall talking about you know the NRDC, they're all really committed to saving the world, but they're probably not having this much fun. Mm hmm. Which is, again, you know, interesting that at the beginning of the episode he hated going in for this internship and now all of a sudden he's thinking about working
0: there full-time. Yeah, very inconsistent writing. Yeah. Maybe uh, the co-creators were too busy trying to act and this wanted <laughs> to get some of the writing right. No offense, I know you're listening.
1: <laughs> we still love you.
0: And some woman at their work suggests... Punching holes in the box before they send it, and they weren't going to think of that. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Okay, we get Robin actually picking Ted up out on the road.
1: Well, I just want to back up real, real quick—just something tiny. Um, the lady's name is Tracy, which is now makes the second Tracy in season one.
0: Oh, wasn't I didn't realize they ever said her name. Mm-hmm. When did they say that that her name was Tracy?
1: I think when she comes in, he's like, "Yeah, good night, Tracy," or something.
0: When he comes into what?
1: When she comes into Barney's office.
0: Oh. I'm sorry, I'm confused. Good night, Tracy. Oh, you're saying that the whatever that woman was, a paralegal or just a, mm-hmm. a fellow employer and a, or an assistant, her name was Tracy. I thought you meant that the... The,
1: the mouse's name was Tracy? No, the date. Oh, <laughs> no.
0: Through, no love, the, through love connections yeah. or whatever.
1: No, the lady in Barney's office.
0: Okay. Yeah, they do seem to like that name. Yeah. Okay, so Robin pulls up. We get sort of a bad set of jokes of, you know, getting in a van with strangers and offering him candy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I think you can pull up in a big van without making a candy joke.
0: I could. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right up there with if this van's a-rockin'. Uh, that's true. All right, Robin's wearing a hat, which is hiding highlights. She says makes her look like a tiger. Ted <laughs> makes a reference to Highlights Children's Magazine, which I thought was okay.
1: I enjoyed that. Um, For the waiting room at your dental practice? Yeah.
0: There was this episode of Will and Grace where Jack was talking about how he needs to go to the doctor. And someone's sympathizing, I think Karen's sympathizing with him. Like, oh, you have to go to the doctor? That's horrible. And and Jack says, no, he doesn't mind going to the doctor's. He discovered this new magazine called Highlights that he's <laughs> really enjoying. Just playing on his sort of simplicity. <laughs> I was, every time I see Highlights Magazine, I think of that joke. <laughs> um, Ted makes a Tony the Tiger joke, which is okay. And Ted's describing his soulmate that he's going to meet at the bar and how she loves you know all the things that they have in common. And he says she loves the book, Love in the Time of Cholera. <laughs> and I kind of like Robin's line. More like I read that book. More like Love in the Time of Don't Bothera. <laughs> I actually... You, you and I have both read that book. Mm-hmm. I liked that book. Uh, I did not like A Thousand Years of Solitude by Gabriel uh, Garcia Marquez. Gabriel Garcia Marquez.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to contribute. I didn't read that one.
0: <laughs> it's very mystical, and so I don't care for it very much. Oh, okay. No, I, I enjoyed Love in the Time of Cholera. Yes. What can we do for you? Can you sit quietly and listen?
1: I, I, I want to say, I, I say something. And what would you
0: like to say? I, I want to say, hello, my name is Tyler. Go for it. Hello, my wait, name wait, wait, is wait, Tyler. Back, back up, you're too close. Just say it from there. Yeah. Really? Hello, my name is Tyler. Okay, we got you.
1: Say,
0: thanks for listening to How I Met Your Podcast. Thanks for listening to How I Met Your Podcast. Good job. Thanks, buddy. R- Robin's kind of poo-pooing all the likes that yeah, has yeah. And
1: we get a good dichotomy of what Ted wants in his ideal partner and who Robin is. And we see that, according to this Mosby list of perfect women, like Robin's, Robin shouldn't even rate on it. She doesn't like any of the stuff. She doesn't like lasagna. She doesn't like
0: that book. I like how she's, you know, as she's going through, you know, marking down everything he says the other girl likes. He goes, I'm sensing a pattern here.
1: she points out she wants she decided she wants zero kids and yeah therein lies the problem for her and ted
0: and you know he talks about how much he does want kids and we get another masculinity shaming joke right her calling him a woman all of this this one's not so offensive to actual women like most of them are but you know they again back to the well and then to cheer him up, she shows the hair. I think you did this once.
1: Um, mine looked cuter.
0: It did, but it was sort of like the tiger.
1: It was three colors, actually. It was
0: like... This was a long time ago. This was like 11 was like 11 right years after we ago. met. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it was like a little bit of blonde, a little bit of dark brown, a little bit of medium
0: brown. You were a little bit wild back then, so it sort of fit <laughs> for the time for you.
1: I have no regrets. I thought it looked adorable. But yeah, it definitely wasn't as tiger-esque.
0: As Ted's getting ready to go in the bar, he sort of has a fantasy about his wedding one day. And he sort of sees Robin and the audience of it.
1: Yeah, and they're both like looking at each other strangely, if this is supposed to be Ted's wedding. <laughs> it's right. not
0: great. Is audience right? What do you call
1: it? I wrote down audience, too, and was wondering.
0: I, was, I sat there for a while thinking. Congregation,
1: are... if it's in a church.
0: Yeah. We come into the apartment, and Lily's there with Marshall. He's recapping the Butterfield prank story for her with the mice. And he's doing some really bad laugh acting, in my, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. And what do you think of Marshall's hair during this episode?
1: Um, I don't mind it. I think it was a very mid-2000s hair.
0: It's very... It bordered on Ed Grimley, though. It was very, very high and very, like, sort of matted down on the sides. Yeah, that's what a lot of people did. A whole bunch of your friends used to do that. I feel like they did the faux hawk a lot. This wasn't as much faux hawk as... It
1: was the t- the front part of a faux hawk, almost.
0: And I made fun of them, too. I'm sure you did. <laughs> then we get into a very sort of soulful, coded conversation in front of Marshall between Lily and Ted about, did she get the milk? She did get the milk, but she doesn't want to drink it. It's kind of fun to watch Marshall's face during this conversation. <laughs> right, Marshall wants to know how the date went, and after he points out, you know, he understands how important milk is. <laughs> yeah, they start that joke. Like I, at first, I thought it's going to be a good joke. He's like, "Look, guys, I know how important milk is, <laughs> but I really want to know about Ted's date." I thought they there was a better ending to that line, or you know, some some sort of wow. You guys are super intense about milk,
1: right? <laughs> But I just like because it it's, you know, Marshall trying to be part of the conversation, but he's so
0: oblivious to what's actually happening. So Marshall wants to know how the date went, and then Ted reveals he wants Robin. Did he go on the date, or did he— I don't
1: think so. Because he, th- he asked, how did it go, and, well, Ted said it didn't, which you know, I took to mean that he just didn't go. And I thought when we last saw him, he kind of was, like, walking
0: away from the bar. Yeah, I just wonder if he actually even went in or just called her and said, hey, I'm not right. going to do this. Right. I wonder if it would have been interesting if they had made Tracy, his eventual wife, the person that he stood up that day.
1: Yeah, I think there's some um, Reddit theories around that.
0: I mean, they but... never mentioned, because they mentioned things that she was at where he was. Yeah, but she was they If Yeah, but if they, if it had been her, they would have said it, I think. because they know. What's that? He wouldn't necessarily know.
1: I mean, unless she brought up... It would
0: have been revealed between the two of them at some point.
1: Maybe. But yeah, it it likely... It turns out she was at
0: that, you know, Irish bar Mm -hmm. for New Year's. Right. She was in his class. Right. Um,
1: But no, And he's told her every one of his stories, so she would have said it. Right. But no, she, um, she's yeah, younger than him, so I think she wouldn't have been 28 at this time.
0: Oh, true. Probably not going to a... A matchmaker.
1: Right. She might have still been in college. So yeah, it's—there are a lot of theories around it, but, yeah, it's probably—
0: Oh, yeah. Her. No, it's definitely not. But I, I would have wondered if it could have been interesting to have been her. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they said—Ted even says she's the exact same age as him. He said she's mm-hmm. 28, so okay. that's definitely not her. But I just wondered if that would have worked. Yeah. But you're it right. I think she would have been too young to make it work. Yeah. He would have had to change her age. Okay, so Ted said he's—you know, he wants Robin.
1: Yep, and Marshall freaks out again, which we've seen this from Marshall before, I think the last time mm-hmm. that Ted went down this path, Marshall just like really tries to dissuade him out of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was uh during the wedding. Episode. Right. Yeah.
1: And then we see Ted kind of recycling the language from Lily about, you know, he it might be a mistake, but he has to make the mistake.
0: It's a mistake he has to make. Um and then he does sort of a flashback to a bunch of mistakes that the gang have had to make, like touching the hot plate and, oh, right, right. and this like. And I almost wonder if this speech of it's a mistake he has to make, even if it's a mistake, if that could have then influenced Lily for the next episode to decide to leave. Mm, maybe. Because she seemed settled on not doing that. Right.
1: Yeah. And she seemed like, you know, really into Marshall's story and they were kind of being all snuggly and... She seemed content.
0: What do you think was tonight's worst joke? Or what was your least favorite joke?
1: Um, you know what? I didn't mark anything.
0: Mine was the whole van strangers and candy thing. Do you have a favorite joke? I should have reminded you to pick yeah, yeah. one out.
1: I thought about it as we were, or as I was watching, but I didn't actually mark anything.
0: Mine was him putting the milk back after chastising Marshall, yeah, <laughs> for putting it back himself that's pretty good, okay,
1: yeah I don't have anything like I mean, I liked this episode, but nothing was really like stood out as really amazing or really terrible, whereas like yeah you know, last week, I think there was a lot of really bad jokes and storylines and things this one this one was kind of even, and I liked it
0: I really didn't. the only thing I did like about it is I I'm so unenthusiastic about watching it that it's been, you know, a few years since I've last seen mm-hmm. it. The last time I watched it would have been when I was going all the way through the series, ranking all the episodes. Mm-hmm. So that would probably been about three years ago at this point, or close to it.
1: Oh, we did forget one tiny thing at the end. We get a, a glimpse of Barney in his office, and the mice have chewed through the box, so they're all just in Barney's office now.
0: So his, <laughs>
1: his prank backfired.
0: Maybe that's when he started getting the snakes. Oh, no. Snakes? There was an episode of a show called, it was like Sunset, like, something on the Sunset Strip. Studio 40 on the Sunset Strip. Okay. And it came out the same time as 30 Rock, and they were sort of dueling shows about a Saturday Night Live type Mm -hmm. show. Like the back scenes of what it's like to be on a variety or on a sketch show. And so I, sh- I was watching Studio 40 on the Sunset Strip. It was an Aaron Sorkin show. Oh, really? Starring um, Matthew, Matthew... Perry. Perry, yeah. And a few other well-knowns, or soon-to-be well-knowns, uh, including, what's the name of the guy that plays Howard on Big Bang Theory? Was oh, oh it, really? Yeah. He was in it to sort of do impressions of Nicolas Cage and stuff <laughs> as one of the sketch character actors. Anyways, that show didn't go past the first season, but there was an episode where, you know they have a, some yeah. sort of animal, like a mongoose or something, or a snake, something gets away that they're going to be using for a skit, and it gets under the stage. And to get it, they have to get like a bigger animal, and the animals keep getting bigger. that They have to bring <laughs> in to catch the previous animals. It was sort of a good bit.:
1: So it's like a real life the old lady swallowed a fly.:
0: I don't remember that.
1: She swallowed the fly, and then she sends in like a frog, and then a cat, and then a dog. And
0: where did this happen? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I've never read that story.
1: It's kind of the same, like as a fly went by, too.
0: Yeah, I remember as a fly went by. Next week is the season finale. Come on, where, as we described, Ted's trying to. Make it rain to
1: cancel cultural appropriation going on. It's going to be bad.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But he's trying to do some sort of Native American rain dance to get it to rain so that Robin can't go on her company camping trip with Sandy. Right. Whereby he thinks that she'll couple up with Sandy, and Lily leaves. Lily. Well. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Yes, big spoiler. Um where can people find us?
1: You can find us at runklerecaps.com at runklerecaps on Twitter at underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram, and you can email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com.
0: And please continue to leave reviews ratings on Apple Podcast.
1: Yep, Apple Podcasts and some some of the other platforms do have ratings interviews. I don't know if all of them do, but yeah, definitely Apple Podcasts helps and anywhere you can, depending on where you listen.
0: Yeah. And we have some friends that have started listening since the last time someone's left us a rating. So I know you friends have not <laughs> left us ratings. So please do so as good friends would. Yes, it's not like it we're is. asking you to drive out on a $90 <laughs> cab ride.
1: It's true. And it does. It's very cheesy, but it does actually help people find the show. It helps us bump up when people are searching.
0: And don't you want to be part of a bigger cult? It's true. All right. Well, Jen and I are going to go unpause our game of Super Bomberman. So we need to get going. And we will be back back next week with Come On. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming.